You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 64. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me today because we have a very special guest on the show today. We are joined by Emily Russell, who is a Midwestern farm wife and rural mom, and her years of experience in the classroom and serving through local nonprofits have shaped her into a life coach and a speaker who is passionate about helping small town dreamers build strong habits, tackle goals, and create lives that they love. And since last year, she has been leading her online community through a personalized habit challenge called hashtag you do you 82 and she thrives on connecting and empowering rural women you guys when I say this lady is a powerhouse of knowledge and just joy as a whole I really mean it she is such a light to talk to and full of so much wisdom and amazing advice during our conversation we got to sit down and talk about gratitudes morning routines navigating career changes different seasons of growth and life and disconnect being in small towns for rural women and how that can affect our physical well-being, mental well-being, emotional well-being, all the things. We talk about progress over perfection and different mentalities and valuing yourself, investing in yourself. There's just so much we cover in this episode. It is jam-packed with information that is really, truly going to bless your life, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. So without further ado, here's Emily. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod, and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for being here on the show. I'm so excited to have you. So excited to be here. Yeah. So for anybody who maybe doesn't know you or has never come across your content or your page before, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is Emily Russell. Um, First of all, I'm a mom to two and my husband and I live on his family farm out here in West Central Illinois. We primarily raise corn, soybeans, along with a bajillion cover crops, a few backyard chickens, you know, farm dog, that kind of thing. Professionally, I am a former elementary school teacher turned nonprofit leader turned now entrepreneur in a very unexpected turn of events. And what I'm deeply passionate about is serving rural women and just helping them tap into their potential and giving them the tools to um, start and embrace their personal growth journeys and just be everything they ever dreamed to be and so much more. I love that. That's so awesome. I love that we both kind of serve the same group of women and like that rural community is such a fun niche to be a part of. And I I just love that. Um, So I know you said you were like a teacher before. So can you kind of maybe emphasize on that story a little bit of how you went from being a teacher to where you are now? Absolutely. So I stepped into education because I just felt like it's what I needed to do. Honestly, when I went to college, I changed my major like five times because I was like a squirrel and couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, but I had always been really good at working with kids. I loved um, 
you know, the challenge of taking information and presenting it and, you know, just the discovery of helping kids reach their potential. So I was a classroom teacher for five years and I thought that I loved it, but all along, I just knew that something wasn't quite right. But at the same time, it's very much an identity career. And I thought, well, what would I do if I was not a teacher? Um, right after my son was born, um, I went into my maternity leave, obviously, and then into summer vacation. And then a month before school started, this was back in 2017, I saw a posting for my local YMCA um, with just a regular old Facebook ad. And just saw, I, it was like a full body moment where I was like, I need to do this. I wasn't out looking for another job. I thought I was going to be teaching in the same local school district for my whole life. But on a whim, I applied, I interviewed, I got the job, and it was such an incredibly eye-opening experience. I started as the director of youth and family development um, and my team and I served our community in the capacity of providing school-aged childcare through after-school program, summer day camp, um, youth and family special events and programming. And so I loved it. Obviously that part of my job was within my wheelhouse coming from the education world, but because we were at a small rural YMCA, I also got to dabble in everything else, um, our marketing, our accounting, our HR side, our um, you know financial development. So I really tapped into all of these experience and skills that I never would have gotten in the classroom. And it helped me realize this potential that I would have never even thought was possible. So I did that for four years and truly loved it, built the most incredible relationships, had incredible coworkers, made amazing friendships with our families and community. But at some point I got to this point, at some point I got to this point, <laughs> that part out, um, but I got to this point where I just felt like, okay, I have accomplished so much in this position and I deeply love it but I just feel like there's something else that's coming. And I was really hesitant to that because I did love it. And I was so invested in the community that I was serving and it was such a good situation and everyone was so good to me, but I just had this feeling. Um, and so while I was still there, I had started posting online under um, Raising Russell. And the whole emphasis behind that was, you know, for women who are raising crops, raising babies, raising animals, and then also kind of the play on words of raising ourselves or, you know, our own personal growth. And then even like raising leaders and empowering women. So it was all kind of tied together. And I had already just started doing that as a little passion project in my free time. And so when it got to the point this summer where I knew I was ready for my next step and every other job I was looking at just didn't feel my, my husband was like, you know what, I think you really have something here and I can see how passionate you are about it. And I think that you should give it a go and step into the unknown. And I was like, terrifying. Like, what would I even do? What would that look like? So it was a huge leap of faith. But that's what got me where I am today. So September is when I officially um, started that that journey. So here we are about four months in. That's so cool. I love just hearing like all the stages of kind of that transformation and how cool to have your husband even be like, yeah, you need to do this. Like I see that potential because I think that's a really hard thing that a lot of people maybe go through with entrepreneurship and things like that too, is that support system. You know, it's hard to have somebody that's like, yeah, take that leap, like go for it. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. And he was very much like, Emily, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you do this for a year and it doesn't work out? Okay. Then you go get another job. Like, but what if you didn't, and then you just never knew and you always thought, well, I want to do this, but I just can't. So yeah. it was pretty incredible. 
Yeah. So was there, is it just because of the lifestyle that you live, that you were naturally gravitating towards your specific niche that like the type of women you like to help, or what are maybe some of your favorite parts of that particular aspect of, of lifestyle? Absolutely. So I grew up in what I thought was a small town, um, uh, right outside the St. Louis area on the Illinois side. Um, my family had been there. I think I was the sixth generation to grow up there. So in my mind, it was a small town because we were surrounded by fields. But in reality, like I lived in um, a subdivision. We had grocery stores. We had plenty of places to eat and everything. As luck would have it, I married a farmer. And from the moment we met, we knew that we honestly, we knew we loved each other and wanted to build a life together. But he was like, Emily, like I'm moving back to the farm. So if you're marrying me, like this is what our life is going to look like. And I said, all right, I'm in. So um, I'm about three hours away from where I grew up and truly in the middle of nowhere, like 45 <laughs> minutes away from Walmart, like an hour and a half from Target. And I just absolutely love it. Um, like I've always been drawn to back roads and being out in the middle of nowhere or standing in the forest, being surrounded by trees. So the fact that I get to step out on my back patio and just see trees and a field and like the wind blow across our backyard, <laughs> like I'm literally looking out right now. It's just, it's where I feel centered. It's where I feel at peace. Um, and I think there's just a magic um, that exists in small towns. And I'm, I found just in how active I've been on social media that so many women also feel that calling, but at the same time, um, you know, there's an element of loneliness that comes with this and like that craving of connection. And, you know, it's not always easy to just go out and like find your people um, necessarily. So the journey through being able to connect on social media has really opened my eyes to like, there's more people like me out there and I want to bring them together even more because I'm finding my people and I want other people to find their people. And like, what a credible experience to be able to come together and have this shared obsession, um, passion for ag, small towns, rural America, um, while also talking about these big goals and dreams and passions that we have for our life. I think that's such an important like point to bring up is that this lifestyle really is so, it could be so lonely. And, you know, like you said, I, I love living out, you know, in a rural area as well, but it is, it's not, you're not a hop, skip and a jump away from friends or like the grocery store or whatever. So, um, that's, that's totally relatable. I feel like to so many people that do live this lifestyle is just, there's not the same relationship aspect that you can have maybe in a bigger city or in a more populated area. So for me, I, I totally agree. Like social media has been a huge, um, impact on just my social life and feeling like I get to connect with women that aren't even in the same area as me, you know, all across the country. So I think that's, that's so awesome. I mean, we connected that way. So that's yeah, so cool. Absolutely. absolutely. And it's just amazing when like your, you know, friends you happen to meet on Instagram, like become like really some of your real life friends and like the people that you turn to with questions or when you're having a bad day or, you know, when you just need to reach out to someone, it's, it's just amazing. I, I know a lot of people have a lot of things to say about how social media is detrimental, but I think when we're intentional about the way we use it and we use it as a tool to connect with people who help us be the best version of ourselves and inspire us and um, push us, I think it's, I think it's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. So what would you say is one of your favorite parts overall of what you do? Absolutely. So, um, 
recently I've been stepping into the coaching space, which has been very unexpected, something I was very hesitant to, even though lots of people have been like, I'm like, you'd be really good at this. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not me. Um, but that's been an incredible experience to sit down one-on-one with women who live on farms or live in small towns, and just talk through all of the things that are on their heart and everything um, that they aspire to be and help them sort through and put the pieces together and, you know, give them actions to take forward into the week. That's been truly incredible. And then, like I said, um, already just the friendships, the relationships and interconnectivity of us all, like we're so far away from each other and we all live our individual lives. We're all on our own journeys, but at the end of the day, like we're all connected so much more than, than we ever give ourselves credit for. So I think that's really beautiful too. That's so awesome. So with the coaching that you've been doing, what's maybe like one of the things, is there any like common ground that you've noticed with anybody you've worked with? Like there's like a common issue that people have gone or things that you're, you feel like you're maybe continuing to help people through that are like similar. You know, in what I've been doing up until this point, a lot of people are, um, you know, working through a variety of things, but I would say like, just in general, in the conversations that I have online, it comes down to like that connectiveness, that need for community, that wanting to be a part of something um, with people who think the way that, that we think. So I see that as um, one big part. And then also just getting out of our own heads and realizing what we're capable of and turning down the voices that say, oh, you can't do that. Or that's, that's too big. Or that's, you know, that's crazy. Like, really stepping into um, our potential and drowning out the voices of sometimes the people the closest to us that tell us that we can't. I think that's a universal thing that a lot of, a lot of women work through. Yeah. So what would you say are some of your tips that you've given them to maybe work through some of those things? Yeah, I think that it, it comes down to getting really clear on um, what you want and being confident in what is best for you in your family and then taking action on that. Because the way we build confidence in ourselves is keeping promises to ourselves. So uh, whether it is, you know, building new habits related to health or, you know, taking the leap to build the business we're thinking about building, when we start taking action on the things that we want to do and know in our heart that it is what is right for us and our family, it's easier to turn down the voices of what other people say because we're, we're taking action to do it. A lot of times when the things that people say to us hurt the most is when they're a, a reflection of our own insecurity. So the more steps we can take to get confident in what we're doing, the easier it is to say like, okay, I understand why you're saying that and I understand why you're projecting your own fears about this onto me, but I'm so confident in who I am and what I'm doing that this is the path moving forward. Those are so, you had like so many little golden nuggets in there. Like (laughs) I loved what you said about the way to build confidence is to keep promises to yourself. Cause I think that's so true. And as we're recording this, it's not the new year yet, but by the time this comes out, it'll be a new year. But I think it's just, that's something, you know, everybody has those new year's resolutions that they want to, you know, achieve and accomplish. And it's so easy to just set these huge goals, but then there's no action behind it. And that's something that I've taught people too, is like a goal is just an idea unless there's actually steps behind it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, this kind of translates perfectly into um, a community and challenge that I created um, almost this time last year. Um, it's been going up since January. I guess if this is posted in the new year, it will be January. Um, but in January of 2021, I put together a personalized habit challenge called You Do You 82. And that came in response to me walking through my community, which originally was just intended to be like a few friends and family, and it just grew and grew and grew. Um, and we are walking through a 90-day um, habit challenge that's really popular at the end of the year. And we finished that and we were like, okay, we want something else, but like we all have different goals. We have different ideas. We have different things we want to do, but like we love this opportunity to be together and hold each other accountable and just like know that we're not alone in this, ask questions, raise each other up. And so I was like, all right, like we got to think about something. So we looked at some other ideas online and just nothing felt right. And it was like a total random light bulb moment. Like you do you, like you do your own thing, however you want. And then the 82 comes from 82 days, um, which just happens to be the fact like it is scientifically proven that if you stick to building a habit for about three months, then it just becomes part of who you are. So um, the habit challenge is where our participants or our community members can choose any six habits they want to work on for that period of time. I mean, it can be related to health. It can be related to nutrition. Some people choose things based on like relationships, spending time with the people they love, like organizing a part of their house, um, journaling, spending time in the Bible, exercising, like people take it so many different directions. Um, and they fill that out on the habit tracker and then just keep themselves accountable to that for, like I said, about three months, that 82 day mark. Um, and then in our Facebook group, we have ongoing conversations about a variety of topics, you know, covering all of the different things that women are tackling. Um, and it just helps, you know, keep us all accountable and pushes us to be a little bit um, more committed to those things that we say we're going to do. And a huge part of our community is this progress over perfection mentality. So often as women, um, we think we have to do things like and get an A plus or else they're not worth doing at all. So we say we're going to, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start this challenge. I'm going to do the whatever. And we get three days in and then we have one of those crazy days where everything just goes haywire. And we're, you know, then it spirals into a whole weekend. And we're like, well, I failed that again. All right. I guess I'll move on with my life. Mm -hmm. So what is so important to me is this notion of like, just stand back up and do it again. Like we don't have to be perfect. We are a work in progress. This is a journey. This is a lifetime. This is not an all or nothing. Like you have a few bad days. You have a week where things don't go the right way. Okay. Pick yeah. it right back up. Like you can do hard things. Like it's not always going to be easy, but we're here to um, help you every step of the way. And Part of committing to our personal growth is undoing that perfectionism and need to get it all right all the time and just taking those little baby steps. I think that's really important. That's so cool. I love that you've created that space for people and women to, to hold themselves accountable, but to also have others, you know, there to hold you accountable. Cause that's a huge thing is, you know, having that, that sense of somebody is, is there with you walking through something with you, whatever you're trying to achieve, whatever those goals might be. I think that's so awesome that you've created that space for people to, to be able to take those next steps and not feel like they're doing it alone. So I really right. praise right. you for that. And I think that what makes it unique is that um, most of the women in the community are rural 
farm wives, farmers, um, women in ag, um, small town girls. So we have unique um, things that you know, we deal with on a daily basis that are different than um, being invested in another group that's related to personal growth. You know, it's like, how do I fit a workout in when I have to go like feed cows and then immediately get in the tractor and, you know, I have this and that and I'm unloading this. And so it's just a matter of like those specific types of questions that then everyone can be like, oh yes, I can relate to that. And here's how I make it work. I think that's just really, really beautiful. That's so awesome. Well, how do people, if they wanted to join that particular challenge, how would they be a part of that or find that? Absolutely. So right now, um, the easiest way is there's a link in my Instagram bio that takes straight, takes anyone straight to our Facebook group. Um, There's also the free habit tracker I created. There's a link to that in my Instagram profile. Now I'm working on building out my website. Eventually that will all live there. Um, but you know, as, as anything with entrepreneurship, it's all a work in progress and it's all baby steps. So that's where we're at right now. But the challenge is called you do you 82. We have lots of free resources. It's a totally free challenge. Anyone can start absolutely anytime. Literally, you don't have to wait till Monday or the first of the month. You can start today. You start tomorrow. You do you. Perfect. I love that. Well, yeah, I hope, I definitely hope a lot of people join that. Cause I think that is, I want to join it. I, I'm like writing it down. I'm like ready to jump in. So I'm so excited about <laughs> Come it. <on> in. <laughs> um, well, so you sound like you have just so much stuff happening between that and everything else that you're doing. And like you said, you're this farm wife, mom, all the things like, how do you create that balance for yourself in your everyday life to, to do all the things all the things. (laughs) Um, I think it comes down to a few things. First of all, we have a lot of help. We have, um, our moms are very involved with our kids. Our kids spend multiple days a week with them. Um, you know, my son's in school, my daughter goes to daycare. And even when I stepped into entrepreneurship, that was still really important to me because I wanted the time and space for work to be work. And then when they're home for home to be home, And that is a lesson that I have learned over time. Um, Education is very much a profession where work comes home with you and work takes priority a lot of the time. It seems like a very family friendly position, but it's actually, it's it's really draining. Yeah. Um, And then even in my most recent position, I loved it so much that I poured so much of myself into it that often my family did not get the best of me. So as I stepped into this next chapter, yes, I have incredible things that I want to do. I have a lot of projects on my plate, but I also am like, work time is work time. Family time is family time. So I'm not going to bring work guilt or things I need to do into my family time. And I'm not going to bring mom guilt or things that I need to do into my work time. So it's taken me the better part of a decade to set those boundaries with myself. And it is not always perfect. You know, a lot of people ask about like work-life balance and it's not a balance. There are a million balls in the air. And sometimes you have to realize which ones are glass and which ones are okay to drop. And um, you have to be okay with that. So yeah, there's no perfect answer, but a lot of times we take this, like we rob ourselves of the present moment by thinking about all the things we need to do in another category. And it's like, no, just let, let them be their own thing. Sometimes your kids are going to take priority and sometimes you have to get something done with work. And that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so, that's really important because I think that mom guilt is so crucial or like, you know, a lot of women feel that is, you know, oh, how can I be that working mom, but also that stay at home mom. And, and as women, there's so much pressure put on you in so many different directions of like, well, if you're a working mom, then you're not spending enough time with your kids. And if you're a stay at home mom, then you're not, you know, out there providing for your family. So it's, I just feel like there's so many of those stigmas that get put on women. So absolutely. And I internalized a lot of that when I first became a mom. And I know that that is so ever present for a lot of women in my community and myself personally, I had to take a step back and recognize, no, I love my job and I love what I do. And I love having the space to be creative and um, serve people. Um, That's what, you know, all of my careers have had in common is this, um, this place of impact and service. So you know, when we pour into ourselves first, we are able to show up better for others. A lot of times we just give and give and give and give and we take care of everyone else. We put ourselves dead last Then we get burnt out and we get exhausted and we're frustrated and we're angry and we're like, I can't, I don't even, I'm not even in control of what's going on right now. So over the past few years, it's really been a mindset shift for me of like, no, I have to take care of myself first. I have to go out on a run. I have to eat well. I have to do the things that I love because when I'm taking care of my physical health, my emotional health, my mental health, I'm able to show up so much better as a mom. And that is a entirely different shift compared to what I feel like I was fed as a new mom, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really been a game changer. Okay, listen, the world is changing and video is becoming more and more crucial in any small business's marketing strategy. And trust me, I get it. Video is scary as heck. And coming from a photographer, I chose photos for a reason, y'all, because video just feels like a whole other freaking ball game. I mean, I barely get ready on a daily basis as it is, but now you're telling me I'm supposed to show my face on stories and make reels and TikToks and all the things, or even just take a picture of myself and post it on my feed? Yeah. But hear me out, showing up on video or in any format for that matter does not have to be a traumatizing or cringy experience. In fact, it can be really fun and it's one of the greatest ways to connect with your audience, no matter what your industry is. And connecting with your audience will eventually turn into more sales, which means more moolah in your pocket, which we could all use, right? So here's the dealio. I am hosting a free five-day challenge on this exact topic. That's right, a challenge where you can come along me as I walk you through methods, strategies, prompts, and more on how to show up for your people so they'll continue to show up for you. Did I mention it's free? What do you have to lose? So to sign up for the challenge and get all the details, head to sarahelrod.com slash show up challenge. That's sarahelrod.com slash show up challenge, all one word. I'll see you over there. One of the things that I've seen you talk about on your page quite a bit has been like establishing a morning routine to kind of get yourself to be maybe prep for the day. And I'm a sucker for a good morning routine. I love morning routines. Um, and I think since this will be airing kind of in the new year, is there anything that you have to say about morning routines or tips for getting into a morning routine or why you think they're so beneficial? Absolutely. Um, morning routine was something I was like the least interested in, <laughs> But as I began like my health journey a few years ago, I was listening to a podcast and um, the host was talking about her morning routine and I, you know, kind of started mulling it over. And she said, you know, as I started looking at the most successful, high achieving people, every single one of them had some sort of morning routine. And it was kind of a light bulb moment for me because I was like, 
a notorious snoozer, like roll out of the bed at the last second, throw myself together, get out the door, be rushed, be late. Like that's kind of just like who I was as a person. And when you throw kids into the mix, that doesn't go well. And everything is just chaotic. And so I was like, hmm, okay. I'm going to try this. So um, I did that as part of a habit challenge was working on a morning routine and it was not easy. It was not something I was like super thriving at at first, especially at that time, my daughter was like 10 months old. So we were just like, you know, fighting the whole sleep battle, but I committed to, you know, doing it as many days as I could and getting a little bit better every day. And now it is literally my favorite part of the day. I don't even set an alarm. Like I am up I try to get up at six and half the time I'm up before then. And I just pop out of bed and I, because I love it so much. So here's what I do. I get up, I get myself a tumbler of cold brew, a banana and a lar bar. I go sit on the couch and I open up my journal and I have tried journaling a million different ways. I tried just free form writing and I found it annoying and frustrating. <laughs> I tried a whole bunch of different prompts and nothing felt right. So I have pared it down to something so simple. I write five pieces of gratitude and they are very specific things, not overarching concepts like family or health, but like five very specific blessings, moments of joy, things that made me smile, things I'm so grateful for from like the past 24 hours. Then I physically write down the six habits I'm working on for whatever you do U82 habits that I'm currently working towards. Um, so there are six of those. And then I write 10 goals and affirm or affirmations as if they're already true. And that is a trick I learned from Rachel Hollis. She has tons of podcast episodes and resources about that. But basically it tricks your brain into making all of these things that you want to be or want to achieve actually happen. So I started as simple as like, I am a calm and patient mom because sometimes I am not, and I really want to be, or I make Andrew feel loved. That's my husband. Like I, I run half marathons. Like those are kind of the more affirmational ones. And then of course, from there I get into, um, you know, more goals for my life or for my business, but it's not, Oh, someday I hope to, or I want to, it is like, no, this is 100% fact. This has already happened. And so rather than your brain being like, Oh, okay. Wishwashy, you kind of want to do something. We'll just file that for later. It's like, oh, wow, okay, this is true. How do we going to make it true? Like, what are we going to do today to like make this happen? Mm -hmm. And then it's even like a soundtrack that you can play in your own head throughout the day when you find yourself getting distracted or like making a choice. It's like, okay, well, which one is going to get me to where I say I want to be? So I do that in my journal and then I sit down and I read a book related to my personal growth. So um, I don't put a limit on how many pages or how much time I just, I sit and read. Half the time, my kids are sitting next to me and we have like Disney plus or right now a Christmas movie on. And <laughs> I just embrace the chaos of that. You know, their feet are in my face. They're kicking my book. They're like asking for a drink of water, all that stuff. But then <laughs> that goes back to that progress over perfection. And at this point, they know like they know what I'm going to do and they know it's going to last a period of time. And then we can go play and move on with our lives. Um, but they see me doing that. And the coolest part is when they open up a notebook and they say, oh, I'm, I'm journaling like mommy. And they're just scribbling, but it's like, oh, it's such a reflection of like the things that we do matter. Um, but yeah, it just sets me up for the day and it's not always perfect. And sometimes it doesn't happen. And I try to come back to it later in the afternoon, but just that consistent intentionality has really been a game changer. 
Oh, for sure. I was kind of the same way. I used to think, well, I used to hear the same things. Like I'd listen to a lot of podcasts and everybody was like, you know, you have to have a morning routine. And it was all these really successful people that I looked up to. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I don't think you even realize how much you don't have a morning routine when you first step into like working for yourself or something, you know, cause I remember the same thing, like waking up, whenever rolling out of bed, like, all right, let me start work now. And like, eh, maybe like open 500 tabs and you're not really being productive. Nothing's really getting accomplished. But after I was kind of the same way, like decided, okay, let's try this. Let's actually establish a routine in the morning. I noticed a huge difference in myself too. And my morning routine has shifted a lot, like throughout this past, like two years, I was really good about it when COVID first started. Cause I had nothing else to do, <laughs> but <laughs> then it kind of like faded off and then I got back to it. So I could probably get a little bit better about it, but I'm up pretty early and I, I like to do the same things like journaling has helped a ton. It really just clears your head. And I feel like putting down your gratitudes is something that is really important and just, just sets you up for a positive day. And I just, I think that helps you in your productivity, no matter what you do, even if you're not an entrepreneur, just if you're a busy mom and you just have a lot to do, it just kind of aligns your day and keeps you focused. So I think that's all really, really important. Yeah. I mean, this is something that I, um, you know, started almost two years ago when I was still um, working um, in a, I guess what you would say a nine to five job. So obviously like the goals that I'm writing are different than they were then, but a lot of them are actually quite the same. They've just kind of grown and changed over time. So this is something that's not even unique to entrepreneurship. Like this is something, um, you know, even some of the women I coach, like stay at home moms or young professionals, um, you know, this is something that even I work with them on is like, what does it mean to build in a morning routine, no matter what your day has in store? Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, I think you are just full of so many good little wisdom nuggets. And there's so many things you said today that I want to go back and listen and like take notes on everything. (laughs) And I feel like I could pick your brain forever. So I'm really excited for people to get to follow you and hang out with you and get to know you more. So if people want to come find you on the internet, where can they do that? Absolutely. So my name is Emily Rushell and my Instagram handle is Raising Rushell. So R-A-I-S-I-N-G, like raising. Rushell, R-E-U-S-C-H-E-L. Why I decided to build a personal brand around my husband's impossible to say last name is beyond (laughs) me, but hey, it's unique. Um, So we roll with it. That's awesome. That's where I am on Instagram, also over on Facebook. So That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of this and, and just being such a light in so many women's lives. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think the work that you're doing is incredibly important too. And I'm super inspired by you and grateful that you walked into my life just a few weeks ago. (laughs) I know. Thank you. The more um, women in this space who are just stepping up to help each other and empower each other, I just think it's, it's going to change the world. So I appreciate everything you're doing as well. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com 
facebook.com slash brandycowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.